You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the town of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one about whom Moses wrote in the law, and also the prophets, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. But Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, said of him, here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And he said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will see the sky opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. John's Gospel is understood to be written late and also the letters of John. So Christianity is already a couple of generations on the road, on the, in development, and different challenges are rising up. Sometimes today when we experience challenges for the church internally and externally, sometimes we get a little flustered or upset and think maybe some people think that it's a very serious problem and it can be very serious and it could be the end of the time what's happening we had a lovely church before this happened but actually since the very beginning there were major difficulties inside and outside and i think the same thing is true for families and for societies for businesses for politics for everything that's the condition of humanity and we're a humanity in the path of redemption and there are difficulties and challenges And some of the difficulties that the Christians faced were, who is Jesus and where is he from? And John's gospel, really all of the gospels, that's their point. They're trying to tell us who is Jesus and where he's from. Why why is he so unique? Why is he able to, who is this who can control the waters? Earth and sky obey him. Uh, Where is he from? Uh, The least people knew he was from Bethlehem. Uh, He was more known as the son of the carpenter from Nazareth. But this didn't explain all the phenomenon that they experienced. And so when Jesus says, and when John's Gospel um, presents Jesus here saying, uh, you will see the sky opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That's recalling the scene from Genesis when Jacob has the dream with the ladder. And he's calling him the son of man. And that's recalling uh, the words of the prophet Daniel, describing this mysterious figure, the son of man. 
So there's all this continual innuendo, if you will, and drawing from background in the scriptures that are familiar to people like Nathaniel. It's kind of understood if he's under the fig tree, that's a very nice place to be. In the summertime, in the warm weather, there are lots of leaves. If the fig tree is matured and grown, <clears throat> maybe they, he can be reading and studying the scriptures in that spot. Maybe he's having a moment of experience with God, a moment of grace. Maybe he's overcome a temptation. Maybe he has made an inner commitment to God. I'll just tell you something very special that happened. There's a, a young man who was here a number of years ago with his family, and we made a connection, and we've been in touch now and again. And I just stumbled on his uh, Instagram post the other day, and I sent him a note, and I hadn't been in touch with him, maybe it was a year or more, I don't remember. And he said, he wrote back and he said, isn't it amazing how each time I ask God for something, you contact me? <laughs> I didn't have an angel from heaven tell me to do it. <laughs> I didn't get a fax from God. It just, I was putting up my post in the morning for the sunrise stroll and chat on Instagram, and I just saw his account, his post, and I just put a little like on it, because just to support for him, you know. And there he writes that message back. And so when people are in a path toward God and God is touching their lives, small little things, can generate a great sense of God's presence. God is with us, he's close to us, he's helping us. And when, this must have been something special though, because this is Jesus uh, that's uh, pointing out something to him that nobody could have known. As I saw you under, that's, that's another statement about Jesus. It's saying that he's aware of what's in our hearts. He's, uh, God knows what, what we're up to. Uh, God knows where we're at. God is Emmanuel. He, Jesus, that's one of his names, Emmanuel, God with us. And this is a very powerful uh, experience spiritually for Nathaniel, and it causes him then to open up his heart and say, who is this Jesus? Because he still doesn't have the answer who he is or where he comes from. He, geographically, Nazareth, but that doesn't explain everything about Jesus. So <clears throat> we're all on a path with God, and one of the, the beautiful things that Jesus says there about Nathaniel, there's no duplicity. He's not two-faced. He's not one thing in his heart and then another thing in his attitudes, in his, in his outside. He's, he's totally solid, rock solid, you know? And this is a beautiful quality in a human being. We're made uh, in God, we're made from love, we're made in truth. And to live in truth is hard for us because we have many breaks and we don't like to lose face and we cover up for our, with our lies or we want to get something and we know people won't help us so we, we're, and we have a double approach, two standards. And to find people who are truly transparent, honest, straightforward, simple, and not playing games, not uh, cheating, uh, fooling. Um, this is very, very important quality. John's letter today continues working the theme of hatred and the theme of love. Why did Cain slaughter Abel? And it's an interesting comment he makes because his works were evil. Sometimes if we're doing bad, a good person really rattles us. If we have gone in a route 
that's questionable and somebody is going a route of fidelity, um, the human being has a, a, very, a very strange way of reacting badly. It's amazing. And, you know, I think all of us must have people experience that are, irritate us and get in our nerves. And how, what's our attitude to them? Think maybe there's somebody in your past that's still in irritation for you, like a, a, a rough stone in your shoe, a sharp stone in your shoe, and you want to get rid of that person. That's hatred. In maybe a milder form than murder, but it's there. And so we don't need that in our hearts. We need hearts that are clean from hatred. We need hearts that love. We were made for love. We can, if we hate, we are hurting ourselves deeply. We might think that we're, we're, we're defending ourselves and dealing appropriately and uh, proportionately to the hostility the other person implies for us, but there's only one way to live, and that's to love our enemies. To love those whom we perceive as doing harm to us. They mightn't even be intending to do harm, they mightn't even realize they're doing harm, but if we perceive it, it's enough to generate hatred, it's enough to generate rejection, to generate discomfort, to generate irritation, and uh, let us ask for that grace, and let us ask for somebody today during the Mass. We don't even have to know them. And just bring a prayer to God to release somebody from hatred. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.